Hi, I'm Graham Mack, and welcome to episode 100 of the Pod 20, the countdown of the most popular podcasts in the world right now. My special guest is Gary Hayes from Highway 61 Podcasts. The Pod 20 is heard on podcast radio on DAB in the UK, on demand in the USA at talkers.com, around the world on multiple platforms, and as a podcast itself. Into the chart now, at number 20, Revisionist History, Malcolm Gladwell's journey through the overlooked and misunderstood. 19, Sky News Arabia, the podcast from the 24-hour rolling news channel broadcast in the Middle East and North Africa. 18, Today Explained, your all-killer, no-filler, Monday to Friday, news explainer. 17, The Bible in a Year with Father Mike Schmidt. Father Schmitz walks you through the entire Bible in 365 episodes. It's the podcast for people who haven't worked out that Christianity is bullshit. 16. Abitha, the Reset Rebel with Joe Yule. Joe, you now live on the holiday island of Abitha. Where did you grow up? Um, a tiny little village called Weybridge in Surrey that probably no one's ever heard of. Um, that's where I grew up next to Brooklyn's race, racetrack and I went to, to college there as well. It sounds like Stockbroker Belt. Would that be right? Yeah. I mean, you know, I left there when I was about 15, so I never really um, hung out with the stockbrokers of Weybridge. I, I might have done a few times, but <laughs> I tried to avoid them like the plague where possible. But um, I was, you know, I was living in East London when I was living um, and working at Six Music. So I was living in Shacklewell Street just off Brick Lane. And, of course, that was the area where those um, very um, – Yes, successful individuals used to frequent the establishments of, uh, you know, Liverpool Street and uh, Spitalfields and all around there on a Friday night. It was um, throw a stone and you'd hit one, shall we say. So what do you miss about Britain? Oof. My family, um, obviously in at number one, my friends. Um, so you're in Ibiza on your own? No, I'm there with my partner, but my parents don't live there and they're elderly. So that's, you know, a massive trade-off really to obviously live in a country where you know, your elderly parents are not. And then, you know, feeling a little bit guilty sometimes about, you know, not being able to be there as much as you'd like to be. So obviously in the last two years, that's become a real issue. It wasn't really that way before. It's not really something that crossed my mind as much as it has done in the last um, couple of years, because obviously not being able to just get back whenever I felt like it, um, obviously I realized it's a massive privilege, really, and something that we all massively took for granted until the world kind of changed a little bit. So um, yeah, yeah, it's an interesting thing, actually. It does make you reconsider, you know, do you really want to live on the other side of the world or a different country away from all those people that you love? It's it's hard, actually. I know it doesn't sound that hard living in Ibiza and all the rest of it, but um, it's not, yeah, it's not quite the same as it uh, was looking as, um, as when I arrived there 10 years ago when obviously, you know, you just jump on a flight and be home within a couple of hours, so. Yeah, and how has your view of Britain changed since you've been looking at it from the outside? Um, well, I think the title of the podcast is, uh, pretty reflective of that. It's, uh, you know, Ibiza is a place where, um, yeah, I mean, maybe, as I said, the last two years have definitely changed that perspective somewhat, not just for me, but I think everybody that lives there is like, oh yeah, this isn't Ibiza. This is actually Spain. And, um, you know, when I first started to go there like 30 years ago, years ago maybe 26 years ago something like that showing my age now um you know you kind of felt like it was the land of the free and I think the number one reason that people go on holiday to Ibiza and party in Ibiza and and take a take a break there is because 
they feel very, very free. It's, you know, it's full of hippies. It's full of this kind of um, less conditioned way of life, which I feel um, that is something that I was really rebelling against myself when I was living there and working there in London. I mean, I absolutely despise the fact that all throughout my career, I was getting up at like four o'clock in the morning when I worked at CNN or five or six o'clock in the morning when I was working at Virgin Radio and BBC Six Music, getting up to do the breakfast show, doing the breakfast news. And, you know, I just feel like, really, is that is that making me happy? Of course, I love, you know, working in radio. It's my absolute dream job and I'll never, ever leave that industry. But I do feel like there's more to life than getting up in the pitch black and, you know, um, running around London like a headless chicken on a deadline, permanently stressed out and knackered and, and then probably going out, you know, four or five nights a week because who wants to sit in a one-bedroom flat in London and stare at the walls? Like there's a whole world out there to be, you know, you feel overstimulated. You're constantly you've got this like state of FOMO where you want to be out, you know, doing whatever's happening. And I, I don't really have that feeling in Ibiza. It's different. It's a different feeling. And, um, you know, for me, happy life in Ibiza revolves around being barefoot on the beach with actually quite, you know, very little is needed to be um, to be having a good time there. And I don't feel like, you know, London, particularly for me, was a very materialistic and very commercial world. And that's not the life I'm living in Ibiza where you just don't need very much. Well, Ibiza, the Reset Rebel with Joe Yule is at number 16 this week on the Pod 20. 15. Behind the Bastards. The Worst Humans in History. The latest episode is about Henry Kissinger. 14. F1 Checkered Flag from BBC Radio 5 Live. Formula One interviews, reaction and reports. 13. The Jordan Harbinger Show. In-depth conversations with people at the top of their game. 12. Freakonomics Radio. Discover the hidden side of everything with Stephen J. Dubner, co-author of the Freakonomics books. 11. Nothing Much Happens. Bedtime Stories for Grown-Ups. It's presented by Catherine Nicolai, who writes all of the stories. Catherine, how do you come up with so many different tales? That has been tricky. I had like a long list going in of just moments I would recognize while I was out in the world. Some thoughts, some memory, some feeling that I would jot down and then I could build a whole story around. So I've been working through that. At the same time, I'm writing another book. I'm kind of writing two books. So I'm trying to write absolute tons of material every week. And I'm pretty prolific. I'm, I'm able to, to do that. Yeah. So I'm hoping, I'm looking forward to going back to the library and sitting in the library and writing for several hours. Um, Is, does that make know, it easier being out, out of your, uh, your comfort zone, out of your house? I quite like people watching. I get a lot of inspiration from watching people. And I don't know if I just have my eyes open for it or if it's some greater conspiracy of the universe, but I see people being fantastic versions of themselves, wonderful human beings all the time. And I am looking for it very deliberately. It's part of my yoga work, but I see great things happening every day. So I feel like I want to show those to other people and share them, especially because it's so easy to get on the everything sucks train. Yeah. It has a lot of momentum behind it. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I always have the feeling, I think Penn Gillette brought this up, one half of Penn and Teller, that Mm -hmm. Basically, most people are good. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, you could park a very expensive car outside a shop, go in and buy something and leave the door open with the keys in the ignition and the car running and come back after you've bought it and the car would still be there. But the problem yeah. with the news media is, if, you know, that they, you know, if it bleeds, it leads and bad mm-hmm. news sells. The thing mm-hmm. that they don't kind of, there needs to be almost a disclaimer on the news because things are only news if it's unusual, if something, yeah. you know, if some, you know, we don't get on the news that somebody walked home late at night in the dark and got home fine. That doesn't make yeah. the news because that's what normally happens. What makes the news is if there's a tragic event on their way home. And obviously, we, yeah. you know, it's a tragic event. You, you don't want that to happen. And you, yeah. But that's why it makes the news. So if you think about it that way, the news is actually a collection of unusual things that don't normally happen. And it's almost should be, I mean, obviously COVID has changed a lot of that because we're all experiencing and, you know, that's been on a, a scale that we're not used to. But usually these terrible things that happen are very, very rare. But because we're fed a constant diet of these rare events, we think, well, this must be ha- this must be the norm yeah. when it's not. It's almost like yeah. the news, and now the news, and now here's a collection of things that don't normally happen. <clears throat> you know. And once it becomes yeah. common, it's not in the news. You know, there are areas of the world where horrible things are going on. And a lot of those horrible things don't make it in the news because that has become the norm. Well, that's the weird yeah. thing is, is once it becomes the norm, then you don't hear about it because in that particular part of the world, people do starve or are attacked or whatever it turns out to be. You only hear about it when those things happen in parts of the world where that doesn't normally happen. Yeah, and that happens to be, if that happens to be the kind of the part of the world where you live, you think, oh, it's getting worse and it's getting bad and it's really not. So I'm glad you share that, yeah. th- that um, observation that most people are good and do good things. Yeah, the, the majority of the moments our life are monotonously safe and good. And, you know, we have this bias built right into us, the negativity bias, it's part of our evolution, that we give more value and time and weight to scary stuff than sweet stuff. It's just what kept our ancestors alive, worry warts had more kids. And so now we're in this position where if we don't go out and very deliberately look at the good stuff and pay attention to it, we're gonna get a really unbalanced idea of what the world is. So I always say it's not putting on rose colored glasses, it is taking off the gray ones because the actual world has a lot of good things happening in it, but our brains aren't built to pay attention to that stuff. Well, we seek out the bad. I mean, just as an example from podcasting, when Mm -hmm. I put the podcast radio pod 20 chart together, it's an amalgamation of the UK and US charts from Apple. That's what it is. It's an amalgamation of that mixed in with recommendations from listeners to podcast radio who can recommend at the podcastradio.co.uk. When I look at the US chart, every week, number one podcast in America is Crime Junkie. It's a true crime podcast. The most downloaded podcast is true crime. There are other true crime podcasts in there too. There's probably about another another five or six in the US chart and about another three or four in the UK chart. In fact, you know, I think it's probably because of the success of Serial originally, which was a true crime um, podcast. But people are seeking it out in podcasts, Mm -hmm. seeking out stories of 
monsters and horrific crimes and, you know, the journey to solve the crime, which is obviously the appeal yeah. of it. But they're not, you know, they're, they're not looking at, you know, white collar crime. <laughs> they're looking no. at some pretty sinister stuff. And yeah, I why, know. Why is that then? You said that it's a, an evolutionary thing. Why is it? Is it a yeah. survival thing? So, so that we know right. where the danger is? So that we would, you know, if our ancestors were running across the savanna and they didn't stop to smell a flower, no big deal. But if they didn't stop to pay attention to a oncoming mountain lion, they maybe didn't get their genes into the next generation. So it started to become this favored attribute that you would pay more attention to scary stuff and less attention to nice stuff, but stuff that doesn't keep you from getting dead. <laughs> right. So they yeah. let the negativity that makes bias. sense. Yeah. yeah. So it's built in there. So I think knowing about it is helpful. And sometimes when you see yourself um, on that everything sucks train to just go, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I think I bet I could find some nice things to appreciate in the world. So that's what I try to sneak into the stories is yeah. that I kind of I felt like I didn't need to give people, I didn't want to do something instructional on mindfulness because yeah. sometimes that can feel quite like a chore. Yeah. And I just wanted to do it in a way that just made you mindful. It wasn't, this is how to do it. This is just, you're doing it. You didn't even know you were. Yeah. And now you are. It's a great podcast. Nothing Much Happens, Bedtime Stories for Grownups with Catherine Nikolai. It's at number 11 this week on the Pod 20. Into the top 10 now, and at 10, the Jordan B. Peterson podcast, enlightening discourse that will change the way you think. 9. Hidden Brain, Shankar Vedantam, uses science and storytelling to reveal the unconscious patterns that drive human behaviour. 8. Shagged, Married, Annoyed, the only way Rosie and Chris Ramsey can have a conversation without being interrupted by a toddler or ending up staring at their phones is by doing a podcast. 7. Off Menu, with Ed Gamble and James Acaster. Ed and James invite a guest into their magical restaurant to choose their favourite starter, main course, side dish, dessert and drink. 6. Track and Field, the athletics podcast made by Highway 61. The bloke behind them is Gary Hayes. Gary, what other podcasts has Highway 61 got coming up? So, so we've got the blueprint, which is... A series telling how Chelsea went from Premier League also rans, you know, basically from the advent of the Premier League in '92 through to 2012 about how they became European champions, but also having a cultural perspective on it of of how Chelsea um, inadvertently changed the landscape of of English football and then sort of how that crosses over into into the European game as well. You know, so the pivot point is Abramovich coming in 2003, which is sort of a lot like, a nice way of doing it because he comes in right in the middle of the story because yeah. you can start the story in 92 and then right in the middle of it Abramovich appears and then obviously 2012 is the is a Champions League so it's telling that putting Chelsea into this cultural perspective and then um, we've got a series about the Berlin Wall that we're working on there's a series about 80s teen movies that we've got in development yeah so just trying to bring in narrative narrative but then these ones that are in production obviously take a bit more time yeah um, they're the ones that yeah, obviously, are going to be the the crux of what we're doing with our narrative stuff. So, um, yeah, just working on them. Yeah, been back and forth to Berlin a little bit, um, just to record stuff. Because what we're trying to do with that is um, create a history series, 
which is um, the whole idea being ordinary people in extraordinary situations. Yeah. So rather than speaking to you know, leading politicians at the time about the Berlin Wall and, and whatnot, is just getting these really personal stories about what it was like living in the West or living in the East. So right. we've got a pilot episode that we put together on that, which is um, about how this woman crossed over the wall um, when she was um, 17 years old and eight and a half months pregnant because her partner lived in the West and he had been in the East and then he had gone to the West and they kept meeting in Prague and having naughty time should we put it and she got pregnant and she's like i don't want to raise my kid in the east i want to get to the west so it's all about her challenges of trying to get to the west so trying to tell these really personal stories of you know we know the bigger picture but what about what was happening in houses you know in, in homes and in families and yeah. these really per these really personal sides of it so um yeah just trying to really tell these stories in a creative way that obviously catches an audience but also sort of gets people to relate to it well, I hope you change the world. I really do. Because, <laughs> oh. no, because you're the real deal. You know, some people's motivation for getting into things is often money or whatever. But, you know, enthusiasm is infectious. And to bring people along and bring these stories to life, I just think it's brilliant. And uh, it's about time we had something like that in the UK. And I think you're the only indie that's that's doing that with that mission plan, as far as I can Well, as far I, as I, I hope think. you are. I hope yeah. you are, and I hope there's not more endies that come along until we're established. <laughs> and we'll say, yeah, we'll, we'll help you because we're established now because we, we, can, we can feed ourselves. Well, but. they will because you will influence them. That's the great thing about people like you, that, that you're, you'll put your passion out there and do it, and then someone will pick up on that. Yeah, if someone is influenced by it and or someone listens to this and they find it influential, it would be great. It's odd to think, I, if someone says that to me, like, oh, you influenced me, I don't know how, I'd, yeah, I'd always be a bit like, really? Like, I'm just a working class chav from Peterborough, mate. I don't know what you're influenced by, you know. <laughs> but that's because you're uh, British. Like, if you were American, you'd just go, oh, thank you very much. Because they love all that. That's the difference yeah, between us and Yeah, it's funny because like, I was chatting, um, I was chatting to a friend the other day. And not that I've got a massive, massive, so massive social following, but, um, yeah, it's, it's an active audience. And um, she just said to me about, oh, you should be more vocal on some, some certain issues. And I was like, yeah, but what am I going to offer to that, you know? I was like, yeah. And she said, yeah, but they listen to you about Chelsea. I was like, yeah, but... I was like, do they? I, I don't know. I, I just find it hard. You know, you saying that, it was sort of like this reality check that made me scared for a second. I was like... <laughs> God, if I've bitten off more than I can chew because if I'm if I really am yeah if people like say oh it was an it'd be amazing if it did but at the same time like it makes me feel very yeah nervous and scared that I'm like shit but it, it you know, has I, to happen because you're following you're following what you truly believe in and, and what's important to you and so it's real so it will happen I mean it has to and I, I hope it does take some beta blockers or something now <laughs> Gary Hayes, the podcast company is called Highway 61. It's just like the Dylan song, Highway 61 Revisited. I hope uh, I hope we get to revisit at some stage and talk again, mate. We're recorded, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Should we let them in on a secret? This is the second time we did this. We did this a couple of weeks ago and I didn't... Uh, did we? Yes, we did. And uh, actually, though, now be honest, I think it went better this time. Actually, you know what? You can call this episode Highway 61. Revisited. Revisited. Yeah.
We're into the top five now, and at number five, my favourite murder with Karen Gilgariff and Georgia Hardstark. Karen and Georgia tell each other their favourite tales of murder and hear crime stories from friends and fans. Number four, Stuff You Should Know. If you've ever wanted to know about Champagne, Satanism, the Stonewall Uprising, Chaos Theory, LSD, El Nino, True Crime and Rosa Parks, then look no further. Josh and Chuck have you covered. The latest episode is about magnet fishing. Number three, Crime Junkie. If you can never get enough true crime, congratulations, you've found your people. Number two, The Rest is Politics. From former Downing Street spin doctor Alistair Campbell and cabinet minister Rory Stewart. And at number one... Conan O'Brien needs a friend. Hi, my name is Tracy Morgan. I feel great. I feel great to be here with Conan. Oh, that's so nice. You're supposed to say you feel, you know, great to be my friend, but you you skipped over that. Well, I feel bloated, really. I was going to say. <laughs> I feel bloated. <laughs> I feel bloated. Is it gas? Do you have a gas I issue? think it's gas. I think it's gas. And welcome to Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend, the podcast that aims to please. Uh, I'm just trying out various slogans. That one that came into my head, uh, that's no good. It, we don't really aim to please. Sorry about that. No. Uh, the uh, uh, water resistant no. uh, and safe around children. No. No? Uh, no. What? The podcast is? I don't know. Let me try again. Yeah. Hey there. And welcome to Conan O'Brien. Oh, Needs a- I liked that. I'm so sorry. I thought you were doing more slogans. I oh, oh no, I was really going to start again. I thought you guys wanted me to. No, we were just playing. No, along. I liked what you were. Let me doing. try again. All right. Well, all right. Let's shut up. Let's okay. go. Right. Don't tell a woman to shut up, Gorley. Here oh, we go. Sorry. <laughs> and stop doing a Conan impression. Okay. <laughs> Whew. <laughs> right here we go. Hey there, and welcome to Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend, the podcast that gets it right. Every time. Ooh. Whoa. I'm trying. <laughs> Bold <laughs> statement. Oh, wow. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but I do sometimes think we need a slogan or something. And, uh, you know, the New York Times has all the news that's fit to print. And I think we need something like that because I think a recent study shows that most Americans turned to Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend for their news. No. So oh. I think, yeah. No. No. I didn't even know the New York Times had a slogan. When was the last time you saw a newspaper? Your generation doesn't see newspapers, right? Well, no, they... It says all the news that's fit to print. Yeah, okay. Most things used to have a slogan, you know, like the Titanic, you can't sink me. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Fall is here, hear the yell, back to school, ring the bell, brand new shoes, walk in blues, climb the fence, books and pens, I can tell that we are going to be friends. Conan O'Brien needs a friend number one this week on the pod 20. And that's it for episode 100. Thanks to this week's guests, Joe Yule, Catherine Nicolai and Gary Hayes. 
Next week, my guests are Chris, Dave and John from Old Gits and Hits, which is a radio show, but without the strict formats that have sucked all the fun out of commercial music radio. Well, well funny enough, we, we, we did our program today and we said exactly that today. We were talking about that when we were recording this week's program. We said that is it, it's, it's great. It's liberating, really, to be able to do it, provided, you know, and, and some people say that, you know, you've got the line that you have to go up to before you you cross that line, which is not broadcastable. Well, some some of the um, the, the stations say that we just we always skirt that line. But it's no, nice, we straddle it. We straddle it. We straddle the line. We, we know where the line is. We don't we don't cross it, but we do straddle it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But we do say we're old gits, and our eyesight's going a little bit, so we can't see the line, and it's a bit fuzzy. So yeah, you know, okay, it's a fuzzy line. Yeah. So is, how yeah. has the podcast then evolved since you've been doing it? Because that's a long time to be doing anything together with the same three people. So how, how has it evolved along along the way? Um, it's probably got worse, hasn't it? No, it, it's, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's it's not really evolved. We've just been doing the same old thing. No, we've been it's doing no, let's, 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 we, we, we started crap, okay? And we've maintained that, that level, okay? <laughs> we, we, have, we haven't got any better. But thankfully, we don't think we've got that much worse. We may have got worse, I don't know, but we, we haven't got any better at all. You're saying that as though the program is, is, is planned. We don't plan it. So in which case, it's as fresh to us every week yeah. as it is to the listener. So there's no planning in the program whatsoever. The only so you just, you just all connect up at the same time in a way. And, and are you in the same room these days or are you, are you like this because of since COVID? We, we started in the same room. We always did it in the same room into a studio, a radio station studio. So it was done in quality and so on. Um, and then the pandemic hit and like a lot of people, we, we all started setting up at home. So we've got our own microphones, as you can see now, and little mixers and computers and what have you. And uh, we did the show from home over something called clean feed and then we started using zoom so that we could see each other and because you, you know if you can see each other you bounce off each other a little bit more and uh, and that's still how we do it every now and again last week for example i i went and chris and i because david was away we we were in the same room it's a little it's much easier if we're in the same room and we, we we've more energy as well and we stand up in the room we don't sit down and do the show we tend to at home um but we stand up do the show and uh, our mantra is remember we've talked about commercial radio a lot there was um, there was a strap line on um, one big commercial radio group more music less chat yes well, our strap line is more chat less music and sometimes yeah. we'll do a, do a link as we call it between songs and it can last 30 40 minutes we just ramble on ramble yeah. on there's no rules or anything no, we don't prepare as such. We all come up with things that we want to talk about, but we yeah. don't tell each other what we're going to talk about. So you get the genuine um, reaction. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And yeah, then so we all chip in. And there's no, because of that. there's no lead presenter. There's no nothing. We all just literally take it in turns to lead. We even take it in turns to choose the music every week, just, just to mix it up a bit. Yeah. Chris, Dave and John from Old Gits and Hits, my special guests next week on the Pod 20. In the meantime, you can watch extended video chats with my guests on YouTube and subscribe to my YouTube channel. And what will happen on the podcast radio chart next week? Will your favourite make it to number one? Find out with me, Graham Mack, on Fridays at 5pm and across the weekend on podcast radio. And don't forget, you can influence the chart. Make a recommendation at the podcast radio. 
www.ghostbusters.co.uk. On the morning of August 1st, 1966, shots ring out from the observation deck of the clock tower on the University of Texas campus. It marks the infamous beginning of the modern era of mass shootings in America. You're listening to Stop the Killing podcast. Join us as we take you behind the crime scene tape to explain global mass shootings and mass attacks. I'm Sarah Ferris, but more importantly, this is Catherine Schweit, the former head of the FBI's active shooter program. I spent five years as the FBI's top executive looking for answers to the mass shooting crisis. I've been at the shooting scenes. I've traced heroic acts of bravery. And I've sat silently and listened to the heart-wrenching stories from survivors. Amongst this horror, there is hope. We all hold the key to stop the killing. You just need to know how to unlock the door. Download Stop the Killing and be part of the solution. Search Stop the Killing on Apple, Spotify and all the usual suspects.